Hello and welcome to ESPN Cricket Info Stump Mike. I'm Karthik Iyer speaking to you after day 1 of the fourth and final test between Australia and India from Brisbane. Or shall we call it yet another day where India finish a bowler shot. With me today on the panel are arguably what men, many of our listeners consider the strongest panel we get on Stump Mike, Deban Sen and Gaurav Sundaraman. Deban, I am going to start with you with a question okay think of it like yet another stump my cue question for you so india started with an inexperienced bowling attack we all know that mohammad siraj had bowled the most balls in test cricket but who was second on that list um uh, i would probably think navdeep saini gaurav do you know the answer to this rohit sharma Rohit Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I better know. Rohit I better Sharma. know this, you know, because yeah. I've been digging this these things since morning. So it was Rohit Sharma who was actually bowled, I think, over three hundred plus balls in 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 Test cricket. He has a couple of wickets as well. Who was technically India's most second most experienced bowler in terms of balls bowled. Okay, so let's start right at the top. Yeah, let's start with the biggest selection call, which was probably picking Washington Sundar. over kuldeep yadav gorov kuldeep was someone who ravi shastri had said just a couple of years back that he is probably in ahead of even ashwin or jadeja in the pecking order in terms of spinners at least for overseas test matches what happened i definitely don't know what happened that i don't think anybody will be able to justify that but i think he kuldeep had a, a proper chance to play i think he should have played you know instead of a, a quick you can even have washington and kuldeep you know that was very much possible it's not that kuldeep should have played instead of washington i think uh, playing washington was key for the balance and this team wants to play uh, five uh, five bowlers and you you see why also right they i'm sure they know about their workload they know about who is likely to get injured uh, today we uh, i think one one bowler is out and shardul was uh, uh, kind of i think towards the end he was also in trouble so you need that uh, backup which is why you need five bowlers which i totally agree and the fact that um, they gave sundar a debut was a bit of a surprise to me for sure i thought they would have played saha uh, someone who's more experienced but they clearly wanted uh, that balance so kuldeep definitely i would have played him i would have played him ahead of either uh, takhur or saini or natarjan or uh, yeah not siraj obviously the other three you know i, I in fact i would have actually played him ahead of saini uh, that's what i had uh, in my uh, as a thought before the game but Hey, they think differently. Yeah, and they went with just Washington Sundar, Kuldeep. Of course, uh, Deban. His last test was in 2019, at the very beginning of 2019. He he took a fiver there. You know, you know this. Anyone who who takes a fiver and doesn't play a test for a long period of time, my brain always goes back to Pragyan Oja because I clearly remember Pragyan Oja's last test. I think it was Sachin's farewell series as well. Yeah. Versus West Indies, he took five wickets, Deban, and. Uh, he never played a test match again and he announced his retirement a few few years later i guess is kuldeep going in in the same way because there seem to be a lot of people ahead of him in line or are india just being careful and saving him for england uh well to begin with uh, pragyan i think ran into trouble with his action so let's hope that kuldeep doesn't go the same way in any case uh i would sort of agree with gaurav i think at the start of the day when i you know switched on the television when i started watching I too was uh, leaning towards having Kuldeep play, but when you look at the overall eleven, I think the team balance they've got more or less right. Uh, traditionally, Gabba is a slightly bouncy pitch, so I think it would have been a straight toss-up between Kuldeep and Washington Sundar. 
and they went with sundar because they went wanted a little bit more batting solidity because let's not forget i mean in hanuma vihari ravichandran ashwin and ravindra jadeja you've lost three very competent batsmen from the previous test match so of course you've got mayank agarwal coming back to make place, uh, place for the other one uh, the only other option as gaurav mentioned would have been to bring uh, saha in but that would have obviously meant that they could only have fielded four specialist bowlers so i think the moment that happened it kind of skewed the entire equation in favor of both sundar as well as shardul thakur and for navdeep saini of course it becomes now easier in hindsight because of his injury to say that maybe he should have been arrested and uh, you know could be played but so who knows on another day that that particular ball just before he went off with his uh, injury he could have uh, picked up the wicket of manas labushain uh, so things could have completely changed and turned around as it is i think india have done a very good job they pulled australia back from uh what looked like an imminent score of somewhere in the region of 330 to 350 for about 3 or 4 uh india is still very much in this game but yes it's a slightly harder climb with one bowler less and kuldeep would have been a, a, a very handy uh, useful bowler on this wicket but i myself don't see how he could have fitted in into this uh, 11 because in spite of their lack of experience you you really don't want to see any of these uh, quick bowlers who who played today drop because all of them put in a good shift and even shardul thakur even though he was expensive he was always looking for wickets so would have been uh, tough on him as well to miss out speaking of the bowlers today uh, mohammad siraj started very well again he got david warner in the very first over he's been extremely impressive in in the games that he's played in this test series he's had to deal with not just on field action he's he's dealt extremely well even the pressures faced from the crowd and the abuse that he faced from the crowd as well and he's got a lot of plaudits for his for for his response to that as well I'm going to pose a question to you, Debai. Considering you mentioned the word "drop," say uh, going forward, now India's first choice seam attack becomes fit. I think Siraj has made a case to be included in that first three or maybe four, right? Uh, yes. I mean, in, if India play with three seamers, then I can certainly see him uh, maybe slotting in uh, as a support bowler to the likes of. Uh, uh bumra and shami for sure, for certain maybe i mean if ishant also joins the pack then it becomes a little difficult for him but he's definitely made a strong case for himself i think he's still still got a little bit of consistency to work on but but one saw in that first session where there was some help for the seamers uh, he was perhaps the stand out bowler for india shardul thakur of course was getting a lot more swing for a lot longer but uh, siraj with just slight like variations he was more or less attacking the stumps all of the time a few times he went down the leg side which is probably something that we'll need to work on and even from uh, sani's perspective what we saw today uh, he was doing more of a containing role but all of these guys they need to realize of course i mean this was a you know extreme situation where a combined five specialist bowlers went in with a you know combined experience of uh, whatever three or four test matches in the past between all of them uh, what they learn is that in maybe domestic cricket or in a cricket you can get away with the odd bad ball but when you're at the pinnacle when you're playing against the likes of uh, steven smith and manus labushain then even the slightest error will be punished and that that immediately reverses the pressure so this is that consistency that they need to work on but still on a pretty decent batting track i think a very good effort by the indian bowlers ishant shami bumrah umesh siraj saini natrajan have i missed out on anybody gorav india what india is this <laughs> new india as kohli says yeah it's outstanding that that india has so many options in the pace bowling department 
I think that credit has to go to Kohli and Bharat Tadun and they've started uh, um, managing the pace bowlers well. They've given them all the confidence and uh, they've asked them to, even in the home test, it's not something new. It's just that the depth is uh, pretty surprising. And the fact is, look, uh, when you actually go deep into the Ranji game and uh, when you start looking at stats, there's a huge dirt of spinners. So it's natural that I guess somewhere that, uh, I don't know, people used to complain that pitches are very uh, spin friendly and uh, uh, the at least in the late 90s, throughout the 2000s, it used to be a common complaint. But now it looks like the pace bowlers seem to be dominating. I think apart from Nadim, there are not many uh, spinners act in the uh, domestic circuit. So obviously, um, uh, the, the combination of IPL plus uh, even the under-19. Remember Karthik Tyagi, Nagar Koti, Shivam Mavi? We are all talking about quick. So the depth is not yet over here. It, it continues. So, But I see that uh, I think it's a phase in Indian cricket where the spinners are completely um, very few. In fact, Washington Sundar itself is someone who's never even looked at as a uh, a test specialist or someone who he's he replaced Ashwin in the ODI and T20 setup and now here he is replacing Ashwin in the test setup so obviously this is this must be a one-off but he's bowled extremely well and the 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 fact that the Indian youngsters and the whole Indian um, first class system now is driving on uh, fast bowling and it's kind of evident now in, in the international setup as well so uh, they've managed well. They have done a good job asking these pace bowlers to stay back. So many things India have done right uh, in this trip, you know. So, uh, and yes, and that's the reward. And Natarjan, um, for example, I think the sheer fact that he bowls left-handed, uh, they, they wanted some kind of variety. They've never had a left-arm pacer since Jaydev Unatkat, who ironically is the leading wicket-taker of the Anjit Trophy. And who, he did a great job. Imagine how he would be feeling. Uh, on any other day, if there was no pandemic, he would have been the first person to be called up. But today we have someone else. And if Natarjan by chance comes up and takes some more wickets and um, kind of impresses people, you know, you just want to continue with him rather than going back to uh, Unatkat. So that's the, I, I would say, uh, I don't I don't know what word to use, but that, it just seems cruel, but that's how the nature of the game is. Okay, so back to the Gabba then, Gaurav. And I'm, I'm going to throw a stat at you. When... Australia, of course, uh, lost both their openers for the cheap. And when Smith and Labuschagne were batting, yeah, out of the 13 people on the field, they had the most wickets in Test <laughs> cricket. Now, you do get this sometimes when there are tailenders out there, say abroad and Anderson are batting together. But you do not ever, ever, ever see such a thing with specialist batsmen, right? Yeah, but again, uh, we've been speaking about that. That's how inexperienced India were. And uh, that's the only reason. But they've managed to do really well. I think, like Debayan uh, said earlier, they've, they've really uh, performed way above expectations. Some uh, some Indian uh, wickets were obviously uh, easily given away by the Aussie batsmen. Both, I think Wade, uh, uh, Labushin and uh, Smith was kind of a freaky dismissal. I don't think when he expected that, just a ball down the leg and he got uh, out. Again, Shardul Taku's wicket of Marcus Harris was, again, not... Uh, really a wicket-taking ball. So, apart from Warner, you would think that they've been gifted wickets. Uh, but I guess uh, India would be extremely happy with what uh, they have uh, put on the park irrespective of the kind of experience they had. Absolutely. Washington Sundar, of course, Deban will never ever forget his first test wicket. He's got arguably the greatest test batsman going around today, Stephen Smith, out. 
But it was signees over where the momentum maybe shifted more towards Australia, wasn't it? There was a drop by Ajinkya Rahane of uh, Manas Labushain. And in that very ball, Saini got himself injured as well. And it was India's second most experienced bowler, Rohit Sharma, who had to come in and finish the over. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, 92 for four and a fifth Saini. And uh, it could have been a completely different game. But I think, uh, again, uh, what we've been discussing right from the start, the Indians did well to get over that. Uh, in fact, the the phase after that, when there was a decent enough partnership between Wade and Labushain, that was threatening to take the game away from India. Because uh, this is also a pretty decent batting surface. Uh, there's also an element of weather. I mean, the forecast for the next four days, I think three days are uh, supposed to be full of rain. So that might be a factor as well, which is why Australia were looking to up the ante. As soon as they got some, uh, you know, some sort of partnership going, you could see that both Wade and uh, Labushain were chancing their arm a little bit more, taking, looking to be more positive. Their running throughout uh, the day was very aggressive. So. That was the phase where they really wanted to cash in because the new ball was still about uh, 13, 14 overs away. And that's where the wickets fell. And uh, yes, I mean, you could say that there were a few soft shots from the Australians. But by and large, the Indians were quite good today. There were a couple of dropped catches. Uh, there was also one return catch which Shargul Thakur uh, dropped late in the day of Cameron Green. So that could come back to haunt them. But uh, on the whole, I think they stuck to their task. The Indian uh, outfielding was pretty decent. They made quite a few diving stops. There was there was lots of good energy on the field, and and just looking at that overall, you know, that's one advantage of having had so many injuries. I think I was just reading the article on uh, ESPN Cricket Info about the number of players used. So 20 players used through this four-test series, uh, and only two of them have played all four test matches. So nobody can complain of tiredness, and that's why there was probably a lot more energy about the fielding and even the bowling from uh, some of the Indians. I think. Overall, the day still pretty much rests in balance. Uh, Australia having the better of that middle phase, but India definitely bossing the early bit and also pulling things back right at the end of the day. The two who have played all four test matches, of course, are current captain Ajinkya Rahane and Cheteshwar Pujara. We've got a, we've, we've praised India and especially their bowling lineup where they've been extremely brave. They've done brilliantly have coming in, having had no experience. But... The time is also to ask questions, right? In term, particularly in terms of fitness and workload management. I mean, the Australian pace attack plus their spinner have played each and every one of the four test matches. And I I don't remember a series before, maybe a few years ago, you would have both Stark and Cummins dropping out every second test match because of fitness concerns. So isn't it time then to start asking these questions of India as well? Yes, uh, definitely. But one uh, reason that Ashwin gave in the post-match presser or one of the interviews after last match, he said, look, player bodies are not used to so much rest. Uh, I'm not justifying what India, uh, the, about the fitness, but one of the reasons he gave was they're not used to so much rest. So six, seven months of no activity and suddenly coming and playing, the body reacts differently. So that was the uh, explanation he gave. I am no uh, expert in this, but at least... Uh, I know for the fact that Australia and England and South Africa invest a lot on sports science and they kind of have uh, the right technology to kind of measure these uh, uh, factors. They do it regularly. They're even able to predict injuries. So that is something I don't know how much the Indian team uses. And these are things which could al always help in improving the fitness of a player. So uh, repetitive injuries is something which need to be avoided. Uh, if something happens... Uh, uh, 
then maybe you just give it, give them a, a couple of years, if not. But then they need to play consecutively, like what Pat Cummins did, right? They gave him five years off to go and recover from his entire stress, stress fracture and stuff. And once he's ready, he's ready, and he's been ready uh, uh, in in grand fashion. So that is something which they need to address. Um, uh, same players getting injured again and again is definitely a matter of concern. Maybe this time uh, we can let it be because of the pandemic, etc. But if this continues to repeat over the next uh, 24 to 36 months, uh, then is, that is something we need to see. Take take guys like Vijay Shankar, Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, all these guys keep getting injured, right? So that is a problem. Uh, the same guys getting injured again and again. So imagine Bhuvi being available right now, right? Uh, that would have been pretty useful in terms of experience and stuff. So And he is a handy bat, but he's not. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we have the England tour uh, coming up in May, uh, in June, July. Uh, that is again an important tour. So they'll play a bunch of IPL games before that. So let's see how many people shape up and come. So if the same guys, again, we have Umesh injured, Chami injured, and you have similar injuries, then I have a problem. Then that means there's something fundamentally wrong. Fair enough. Non-stop cricket, of course, uh, for most players who play for for India. But Deban Gaurav makes a good point there. While all the praise is deserved and should be taken in by by the Indian team. I think this question of fitness should not just be brushed aside, right? I mean, questions should be asked. And I I think the management needs to try and figure out why players are dropping like flies. I understand some of these injuries are freak injuries and sometimes it's just just bad luck. But with the sheer number that they have had, I think it's maybe time to start looking at sports science. If, If India don't do it already, I'm assuming they do. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure there is an input to that. And uh, I think, I mean, it's it's a very lazy generalization to blame the IPL for that. But uh, there is definitely an element of the fact that uh, a lot of these players have been involved in the IPL before this. That could have contributed to certain uh, amount of wear and tear. Uh, there have been impact injuries. There have also been muscle injuries. So uh, one has to clearly classify the two as separate because impact injuries can happen at any point of time when you're playing a match. It's the muscle injuries which are a bit more uh, difficult and uh, need a requir- require a little bit better management. I think, uh, as Gaurav said, Pat Cummins is a prime example because even in this Australian attack, from time to time, we have seen a slight dip in intensity from the likes of Mitchell Stark, uh, maybe even Nathan Lyon, when he's not had the same energy going through the crease. But Cummins has been one guy who's bowled with the same intensity from the first ball to the last of any given day in any test match. So. Uh, he's a terrific model in terms of consistency that he's uh, been able to produce right through the series. Uh, that's the kind of form that India will have to uh, reproduce through their fast bowlers as well. And just to give them credit, I think there haven't been too many of these breakdowns in recent times. So this this may be, as Gaurav says, may be written off as something related to the pandemic. The fact well, what Ashwin alluded to, that they hadn't had any competitive cricket for a long time. So that's probably beginning to show its ill effects. In fact, we saw that Ashwin also was, uh, you know, struggling right through the IPL as well. He had some issues with his side and we we saw him not being able to field as uh, well as he normally does. Or maybe uh, we should be charitable, less charitable and say that he was worse than he normally is. Uh, But nonetheless, uh, they have had their struggles with injuries right through this tour. And yeah, Navdeep Saini, you just feel for him because again, completely young guy, just playing his second test match looking to impress, almost missed out on selection, one would think, you know, must have been a uh, borderline situation. Brought on as the last bowler among the um, among the quicks to get a go and then pulls up just when he was on the verge of almost picking up a wicket. So uh, it's a little hard to take for, for him, I'm sure. But uh, 
hopefully he will recover in time for the england series because uh, yeah there's a lot of cricket ahead there's a lot of uh, overseas cricket ahead so india do need their fast bowlers and uh, do need most of them in good peak uh, physical condition the silver lining in all of this is that we are discovering that we have some pretty decent bench strength so that makes the job for the team management a little bit easier uh, as we have seen australia do in the past during the last ashes in fact that they rotated their fast bowlers across each, each test match even if they were completely fit so maybe that is the kind of model that ravi shastri and company can look to going forward because they've had a look at some of the younger fast bowlers and what they are made of and if these early few indications are anything to go by then each of them has a pretty big ticker so you can sort of slot them in into the odd game and just give some of the big guns a rest from time to time right navdeep saini of course has been taken for scans uh, any update on his injury will be available on the website gorav novail all the talk has been has been about india and india's inexperienced bowling attack one man did score his fifth test century today manus labushain this guy i i mean i know he's had his chances in 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 this in this series there's there's a video on the website also of all the drops of uh, of labushain but he came into test cricket 2 years and a few months ago now and i mean it's hard to think of many if any others who have been so comfortable in the format he, he is australia's second best batsman at this moment Yes, and I, uh, especially in this pod itself, in the preview pod, I think I was uh, waiting to see how he goes because usually I, I look at somebody's second season as a judgment uh, uh, for the player. You know, first season, home season, a lot of people, a lot of youngsters and a lot of cricketers have done well and then faded out. So this was an important uh, series for him. It was an important test against yeah at least a so called quality attack which was which he was supposed to face now he and like you said he gave his chances but he's been um, he's taken these chances and he's he's playing really well in fact this series is obviously better than steve smith uh, he's managed to get starts in almost every game barring the second innings at adelaide and i was just looking at his last 22 innings only once he scored below 10 and that was in that second innings in adelaide so uh, that's consistency for you that is since since that ashes return so uh yeah i think he, he it's not a fluke the first season was not a fluke that's what i wanted to gauge it was not against uh, see hitting at home against pakistan and uh, new zealand uh, it's similar to what mayank did right uh, it at home against south africa so you need to wait to see and i think he's done ex- uh, extremely well i guess the only uh, uh, stuff which he needs to prove now he's done well in england uh, he'll be going to south africa later this year so um we have to see how he does in the subcontinent but otherwise he looks like a player who's uh, perfect for test cricket and he's proving it time and again he's what now 1800 odd runs in about uh, 30 or 29 or 30 innings so that's like among the top most guys if he gets another century soon uh, i think the only cricketer to have uh, scored 2000 runs in less than 30 innings is i think herbert sutcliffe but otherwise nobody else has so that shows uh, the league of uh, manas so he's done a great job but one problem uh, i know we're talking about manas here but this australian team seems to be heavily reliant on these two guys though uh, manas and smith and this can't survive for too long their bowling needs to always make it up for them because they have a top quality attack this uh, kind of uh, uh, 
um, this batting problems are not being uh, really talked about. If you look at the openers, again, another stat for our listeners, uh, this is one of the worst ever opening stands uh, at home uh, in a very long time in a series. You know, they average about 18. And that's also thanks to that uh, second innings at uh, Adelaide where they had a 50-run opening stand, I think, right? Or more than 50-run opening between Burns and Wade. But otherwise, it's been pretty uh, p- pathetic, especially in Australia, where you need a good start. So, uh, yeah, so Manus and Smith are somehow uh, keeping Australia uh, alive, you know. That's how I would put it. And Wade, again, how many times you get out the same way? Absolutely. And Australia have used five openers as well in this series. I, I was so sure, Gaurav, that you're going to have a pot shot at Wade. You're going to wade in on, on, on I've Wade. Given up, I've given up. I've given up, Karthik. I've bored. But, but, I, but I want to get to that. And maybe we'll talk about it from Natarajan's point of view. Because here's a guy who has had arguably the best few months any cricketer could ever dream of. He's made his debut for India across, across formats in the shortest period of time that any cricketer has ever done. Today, he made his test debut. His first wicket was uh, Matthew Wade and he followed that up. He basically brought India back in the game because Deban mentioned that uh, Australia was starting to put some runs together and then he got the wicket of Manas Labushain as well. So, good on Natarajan, I feel, because there, there were a lot of naysayers. Gaurav, I know you weren't one of them because on our Mute Me episode, you said that Natarajan should debut. But having, having said that, he doesn't have the greatest first-class record. So, good on him for standing up and dragging India back into the match when it could have so easily been taken away from them. Yeah, so uh, Natarajan for uh, starters, even his first spell, he he bowled really well. He had a good shape and he didn't give uh, um, uh, too much room. And I think he was really uh, very good. He was very economical. It was only towards the end where he got a bit uh, wavered in terms of consistency. And that's just his first test, so that's okay. But he, he was really good. And he has different trends and he has different skills. That's something I really uh, liked about uh, Natarajan. He has the yorker, he has the in-swinger, he has the out-swinger, he has the the slower ball also he has the he bolts uses the short ball well so i think he has the skills and sometimes you know uh, it's not about the first class record uh, it it there a lot of other things you know where you are in your life where you're playing your first match so many things matter you know uh, you might be playing your uh, entire first class in some uh, really spin friendly wickets or uh, really flat tracks and those things never come out and we no, nobody goes deep to actually see those things so sometimes uh, you have to put all that aside and just see the character and the situation and he's come out uh, well and he's lucky to have a batsman like Wade who <laughs> tend to uh, play a really aggressive shot when it was not not even required. This, this is what, the third time in a row he's playing an aggressive shot and getting out. You know, you don't need that in such situations. That's where cricket smarts come into the picture. He could have just taken a single, added some more runs and, you know, they could have been, uh, uh, say, 300 for four or something like what Debian said, would have, what people would have expected. Yeah, not uh, batting for Wade here, but I think uh, more credit should be given to Natarajan for that wicket and for that of Labushain. So, both of them effectively fell to the short ball. And what happened, I think, technically, purely was uh, both of them didn't expect the ball to get on them as quickly as it did. So that tells you that uh, as a young man, he's a, he's a thinking bowler. He, he obviously had lost a little bit of pace by that stage. It was a hot and humid day at uh, Brisbane. But he was using a lot of his wrist and shoulder. And that, that's what made those two balls rear up a little bit more extra. And both of them thought that it was there for the pull, but it just wasn't. I mean, they would have been much better served leaving it alone or perhaps just sort of dabbing it away on the offside defensively. But they took on the short ball. Uh, Labushain even had some success with a couple of those balls in the same over. 
and just ended up getting the top edge. So you've got to give credit to the, the bowler where, where that comes in. I think Wade was playing to the game plan. The idea was to sort of uh, consolidate to begin with and then try and accelerate the scoring. Um, I don't think they did too many things wrong, the Australians. Even Cam Green, when he came in, uh, you could see the positive intent in some of the shots that he played. In fact, I thought he was very lucky to survive one uh, outstanding in-swinging Yorker, which Shardul Thakur uh, put in with the reverse-swinging old ball, which is why I was a little surprised, perhaps, that uh, India went in for the new ball at just 81 overs. I think two or three more overs of Shardul Thakur at that stage might have made a difference because what I'm looking forward to the most is the contest between Natarajan and the Australian uh, lower-order batsmen. I won't call them tail-enders because they have pretty decent batting records, but I think we finally, or India finally, have a bowler who can actually clean up the lower-order with, with the kind of proficiency that he has with the fuller ball. So that is one contest worth looking forward to on day two. Yeah, uh, Cameron Green, who who impresses more and more pretty much every time you see him. And Tim Payne, who was striking at over 60, took Australia to 274 for five at stumps. Deban, we'll start with you. Apart from Natarajan's Yorkers, what else would we see on, on day two at the Gabba? Well, I mean, from India's perspective, not too much of difference from what they did on day one. Uh, disciplined lines, try and uh, make the batsman play. Uh, obviously, uh, Natarajan and the, the Yorker will be a factor. But that's only once they've broken this partnership. They've got to try and aim for early wickets. If they can do that, then I think uh, they have the capacity to restrict this Australian team to about 320-325, which will be an outstanding effort. And then it's up to the batsmen because they have picked, obviously, Mayank Agarwal as a specialist batsman in this particular match. Uh, they have a fine opening combination in Rohit Sharma and Shubman Gill. And uh, just judging by what uh, what we saw on day one, I think the day two pitch might just play a little better because it might speed up a little bit. So it might uh, be slightly better for the run scoring. Uh, so India have it, uh, you know, within their grasp to actually force the issue in this match as well. But yeah, they, they are up against one of the best bowling attacks in the world. But And we talked about, you know, injuries and workload management and everything. It'll also be interesting to see how the Australian bowlers go because they've also bowled a number of overs, the same four bowlers or five bowlers right through this uh, entire series. So their fast bowlers will also have a few aches and pains. Uh, they'll, they'll, of course, do their best to hide it. But it'll be very interesting to see if India gets another good opening combination going. And if they can sort of sustain that and build that into a big stand, then I think Australia will be severely under pressure. So, by all accounts, India perhaps with the better things to look forward to on day two. From Australia's perspective, they've got to try and just extend this batting effort as long as possible and maybe push it to about 400. That, that could give them a good chance of controlling the game themselves. Gaurav, Nathan Lyon to come good in his 100 test? You would think so, because uh, that's something he's had a shocker of a series so far. He's bowled very well at times, yes, but he doesn't have the wickets to show. And that's very important. You know, he needs to support his uh, outstanding quicks. And if Lyon doesn't uh, use this bounce to his advantage, then um, it might be very difficult. But uh, yeah, as uh, Debayan said, I think the next uh, first two hours uh, tomorrow, the first session is very crucial. If Australia's tail wag and they score up to between 350 and 400, then it's it always becomes a bit difficult because India have to score at least 450-500 to get the lead, uh, to get a substantial lead, which becomes hard, especially in this series. But anything less than 350 and the kind of the bounce the pitch is, uh, uh, this pitch is showing, I think it's very good for guys like Rohit and Gil uh, who, who like uh, these kind of wickets, you know. So I think uh, India have a great uh, chance to pull this back if they can... Uh, uh, bowl uh, Australia out for less than 350. 
Yeah, and once they bowl them out, it will be their second most experienced bowler who will open the batting <laughs> for India as well. I don't know why I find that so amusing, but but on that note, Devan and G Styles, thank you so much for joining us today. We will chat with you during the course of this Test match as well. Listener, see you tomorrow. Thank you.